What is up, football fans, and welcome on into an October 22nd installment of the Football Friday Show right here on MileHighSports.com. I am your host, Anilo Piro. You guys can follow me on social media at Media by AP. This is our little uh, smorgasbord of content to get you guys ready to bet the uh, football slate ahead. Week 7 in the NFL, unfortunately, got off to a, I don't know, pick your bad adjective inserted in front of what the Broncos played yesterday. Disgusting, repulsive, uh, whatever you might want to call it. Unfortunately, Week 7 gets off to a sour start for many people here in the Mile High City as the Broncos lose last night. But uh, plenty of games to get to, plenty of games to try to make some money on. Quite a few teams on the bye this week as well. So it's certainly an interesting week when it comes to betting the NFL. Uh, this show, as always, is presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. If you guys are looking for a brand new sports book to sign up with here in Colorado, look no more, look no further than Superbook Sports because they're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. Superbook Sports, one of the most trusted, reliable sports books here in Colorado. There's like, what, two dozen operators some of them you never heard of some of them from overseas uh, our friends over at superbook sports based in las vegas with very very strong colorado connections right uh people who work i, mean, I was down at blake street tavern last night uh watching the denver bronco game unfortunately and i mean you know we got one radio host in town who's over here with superbook we've got you know a rep over here with superbook they've got you know the little superbook stickers on all the tables i mean they're doing a really good job of trying to add that local organic feel to the sports betting here in colorado so uh great sports book great deposit offer and a f even better odds so do yourself a favor sign up with our friends over at superbook sports and let's go ahead and make some money this weekend so quite a few games uh that we will dive into here today and nothing that's really jumping off to me in regards to like one game that i really like more than anything so i figured we'd just go a little around the horn for today's uh football friday go a little game by game action i've got some trends written down i've got some data some uh information on where the public's going all that good stuff uh but before we dive into what is going to come let's briefly talk about those denver broncos hopefully you listened to the radio show yesterday uh because we did give out the under 40 and a half on that show and this was one of those really weird games for the Broncos last night because you saw the line open what? I think it was like Cleveland minus six and a half for like for a brief moment in time. Then you saw it go down Cleveland minus four, Cleveland minus three and a half. And then it all the way got down to, I believe, Cleveland minus one and a half last night. So hopefully you covered if you bet the Broncos earlier in the week. If you got the Broncos at minus one and a half, minus two, uh, you did not, or even minus two and a half, you did not cover that spread last night as they lose 17 to 14. Uh, but the under 40 and a half, and the reason I say listen to the radio show every day from three to four in the afternoon, is I didn't like the Broncos on the spread. Like the ship had sailed on taking the Broncos against the spread uh, last night. So I ended up teasing them up. I think I got them like, what, plus seven, and I teased the under as well. So we cashed a little teaser last night uh, for the Broncos in that game. But four consecutive losses now for the Broncos. Uh, spinning in circles, this team is, and it's really not going to get much easier. I mean, they've got three games in a row now coming up with the NFC East, and you know, the NFC East is not the greatest division in the world, but they're going to play Washington this next coming week. Then they go at Dallas and then at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll talk extensively about all of these teams, except for the Cowboys, because they're on the bye this week. But Washington's got a gut check game against Green Bay this week. And you've also got Philadelphia traveling to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, who the Broncos just lost to in kind of embarrassing fashion just a couple of weeks ago uh, at home here at Empower Field. So interesting stuff. But uh, a quick little recap here, because... Hopefully you watched the primer last week and hopefully you read the primer on MyLifeSports.com because the favorites absolutely cleaned up last week. 7-0 the favorites were in the early game. I believe they finished 8-4 against the spread uh, for the day. So I know the Vegas Sportsbooks, our friend at Superbook, 
they probably were not very happy with the people last week because the favorites, the public, everybody won money last week. It was a buzzsaw, bloodbath, except for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not going to rant about the Buffalo Bills too much, but they just really screwed up a nice little five-leg parlay that I had. That's the first and last time that I throw the Monday night football game in as the final leg of a parlay for me uh, because I was good. I was four for four on Sunday. And, uh, you know, here I am sitting, waiting for the Bills to, you know, take care of business against the Tennessee Titans, and away we go. So, uh, you know, tread lightly, but I am interested to see, you know, with the books cleaning or with the books getting cleaned out last week with all the favorites winning, uh, maybe a little bounce back in store, maybe some dogs this week. And uh, I don't know, it, it's really not, and I started out the show saying, you know, it's not the juiciest slate in the world. It's probably one of the worst, probably the worst or most difficult slate to get a read on uh, in the NFL that we've had all this season. And that's because of the amount of teams that are on the bye. But we've also got three double-digit spreads and one that's been going back and forth on double digits as well. You've got Tampa Bay as the 11.5-point favorite against the spread. They're taking on the Chicago Bears this Sunday. The Arizona Cardinals are the 17.5-point favorite against the spread uh, against the Houston Texans. And the Los Angeles Rams are the 16.5-point favorite against the Detroit Lions. So that's going to be really interesting, and we'll dive into all three of these games here a little bit later on in the program. But, uh, you know, some dogs as well, some short road favorites too, uh, you know, some divisional matchups. There's quite a few different games on this slate that make me go back and forth here a little bit. Uh, but the teams that are on a bye, which is why I think this, you know, this week gets a little difficult as well, uh, some marquee names that have been, you know, on the right side or the wrong side for the most part when it comes to betting this season. Uh, you got the Buffalo Bills who just played on Monday Night Football. They're on the bye. The Dallas Cowboys, the only team who was perfect against the spread, 6-0. They're on the bye. The Jacksonville Jaguars, after their win last week in in uh, London, they're on the bye. The Minnesota Vikings, who continue to destroy me week after week after week. Thankfully, I will take that. Uh, they're on the bye. You've got the Pittsburgh Steelers on the bye. And you've also got the Los Angeles Chargers on a bye as well after they got stomped by the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, really interesting teams on the bye this week. Some that needed the bye, some that are riding high. Uh, but again, that's why I think you're going to see, you know, some skewed lines and just some interesting matchups in general across the board. So a uh, lot to get into. I want to go ahead and hit our first break, though, so we can get it all set up. I think we'll start with the early. We'll go we'll go time slot by time slot, right? So we'll start with the early games, give some thoughts on those, do a break again. We'll hit with the afternoon games, move over to the Sunday night and the Monday night football game, and away we go. So like I said, three double-digit favorites on the board, Tampa Bay, Arizona, and the Rams, all double-digit favorites. In this upcoming week, we'll talk about those games in particular. And uh, I've got some public bets as well. A lot of, uh, let's see, I got two teams here garnering over 80% of the tickets against the spread and some creeping up towards that 75% mark as well. So let's go ahead and hit a break. When we come back, we'll go game by game, starting with the early time slot, try to pick some winners and paint a picture of this Week 7 NFL betting slate. This is a Football Friday show presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Adilo Piro. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP. We've got Andrew Detmer to the side of the glass, behind the glass, however we're referring to it. And uh, we're here at the Mile High Sports Studios. AP, back in a few minutes, presented by Superbook Sports on this Football Friday. Thank you. 
And welcome back to the Football Friday Show right here on MyLifeSports.com. I am your host, Anilo Piro. If you guys would like to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP. We do this show every single Friday right here during the 12 o'clock hour, uh, right up until about 1.15, 1.30. We like to call it the lunch hour uh, to get you guys ready to go ahead and bet the NFL slate each and every week. Courtesy of our friends over at Superbook Sports, if you guys are looking for a new sports book to sign up with, a new sports book to bet with, it's always great to diversify your sports book portfolio. Uh, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit, new customers, up to 500 bucks. And I always like to say, you can really tell which sports books are about it, which sports books want your business, which sports books care about the player based upon their initial offer. And I think the, do the deposit match they offer at Superbook is just fantastic. $500, dollar for dollar, no risk-free bets, uh, no you know just random credits that go away after a day or two, nothing misleading. It's straightforward. 500 bucks. Dollar for dollar. So you put in 250, they're going to give you 250. You put in 500, they're going to give you 500. It's a really excellent way to uh, build up your bankroll in a rather quick manner. So do yourself a favor, guys. Get in with our friends over at Superbook Sports. And if, in, if you're in Las Vegas, go check out the actual Superbook, the grand old Superbook out there in Las Vegas. I'm going to be going out there in November. So stay tuned uh, for some content involving this Football Friday show, the primer, all that good stuff live from Las Vegas. And uh, if you're here in Colorado, also, do yourself a favor and get on up to the Lodge Casino where they have the uh, brand new Superbook Sportsbook as well. The physical location, just an awesome, awesome place to go up on a, on a college football Saturday or on an NFL football Sunday. Uh, they got the ticket windows. They've got the most comfortable chairs in the world. They've got a full service bar in the middle of the sportsbook, wall to wall to wall televisions. It's just fantastic. Uh, the Lodge Casino at the Westgate in Las Vegas, or download the Superbook Sports app. Either way, you're going to get that deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks when you sign up with our friends over at Superbook Sports. All right, let's go ahead and dive on into the slate now. We've got, uh, what is it? Let's see, I think a handful, probably like five or six, seven early games here in the 11 o'clock time slot, which I love, by the way. I love that we have, like, I couldn't imagine living on the East Coast where you got to wait till 1 o'clock every day and then the next game start at 4.30. Like, I love the fact that everything starts at 11. I used to live in California where it started at 10 a.m. That was too early. 11 a.m. is like the sweet spot for football to start on your Sunday. So, and we'll start out with a very sweet game, honestly. One of the better games on the slate. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, right now, Cincinnati, the six-and-a-half-point underdog against the spread, traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. And I think Cincinnati, uh, a lot of us you know, can all agree, they've been one of the more intriguing teams this season. Uh, Joe Burrow coming back from that ACL injury, uh, bouncing back, looking sensational. And he's got his rookie receiver, his best friend, and Jamar Chase. Uh, that dynamic duo really starting to kind of blossom together. They've got four wins, the Bengals. You know, a couple of losses. They lost to the Bears earlier. And then, of course, that heartbreaker game to the Green Bay Packers. But a handful of quality wins for a Cincinnati Bengals team uh, that has four wins in that AFC North division. Obviously, the Browns take down the the Broncos last night uh, and Baltimore leading the way now with five wins but if you're a believer in Cincinnati if you think Cincinnati you know can make some noise potentially contend for the playoffs this is going to be a game you've got to be glued to so uh, on the flip side though you've got a Baltimore team that really hasn't skipped a beat since losing week one to the Raiders and that's what I think makes this game so tough right it's kind of a sell high spot if you want to go with Cincinnati here because of where Baltimore's at right they pummel they run the Chargers into the ground last week and uh, now they're at home again with the Cincinnati Bengals team coming to town but 
but six and a half points is a lot here. And I know that Baltimore's really beat up on some teams this year, uh, but you know, Cincinnati's able to kind of hold their own weight. And I, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow is one tough son of a gun. And like we mentioned as well, Jamar Chase, the rest of that offense, they're able to kind of put some points on when needed. So uh, I obviously, I think Baltimore is going to win this game, but the six and a half points, I definitely balk at that here a little bit. Uh, a couple of trends here as well against the spread. The, the Ravens are actually garnering a lot of action here, right around 80% of the tickets and the handle on the Ravens minus six against the spread. That's at minus six. Now it's gone up to six and a half. So um, if you want to fade the public, the Bengals are your pick here as well. Um, I'm not going to lay the six and a half points. I have too much respect for the Bengals, and I think they're a competitive team. Can I see Baltimore running away with this game? Can I see Baltimore playing like they did last week against the Chargers? Absolutely. But the to, to play that way two weeks in a row against two quality opponents is not the easiest thing to do in the world. I mean, look at what Buffalo just did, right? And, and I think, you know, Cincinnati is a better team than the Titans are. Maybe they're in the same echelon right there. But you look at Buffalo, right? You know, a couple weeks ago, they 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 beat down on all these teams. They're winning every game by 20-plus points, right? And then they got this Monday night football game against Tennessee, which I thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to cover that spread. And you see Tennessee, you know, a team with some resiliency, a team with some talent, kind of able to punch back. Um, and I think at the end of the day, there's not, you know, there isn't a real daunting team in the NFL, right? Like, there isn't one team, in my opinion, right now that rises above the rest. Have the Ravens been one of the top two, three teams in the AFC to this point? Absolutely. Are they vulnerable? Absolutely. And I think, you know, like I said, this is a tough game to get a read on, uh, but a trend here for you as well. Cincinnati 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven games played in Baltimore. So if you want to chase that trend, divisional matchup could be a close game. Uh, I think, like I said, the Ravens are, are, are certainly a live team to win this game. They're the 6.5 point favorite for a reason, uh, but I'm not laying the points here. I'll go ahead and take a look at the Bengals against the spread, the plus six and a half. I just think uh, I'm not going to touch the points in this instance. Too much respect for the Bengals, uh, as I alluded to. That's going to be a fantastic game to get you started uh, on that Sunday. This could also be a nice tee spot as well, right? And I think there's a couple different teasers because you've got some big teams here, uh, some big favorites. So if you want to tease Baltimore down, you can get them down to minus a half point. Um, and I will probably end up doing that with a couple of the other big favorites, which we'll get into here in a little bit. So uh, good game, though, between the Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Next up on the slate... One that I really liked at first, and then I started looking at where the public was going on this one, and I'm kind of walking myself back a little bit, especially when I look at the trends here as well. And that is the Carolina Panthers traveling to New York to take on the football Giants. And look, the Giants are not good. No Saquon. They're beat up. Uh, Daniel Jones under pressure is not good at all. And Carolina, you know, on the flip side, they've been kind of like the Broncos, one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL after starting out the season 3-0. and So uh, Carolina laying three points on the road in New York. It seems like it's a very manageable, winnable game uh, for Carolina to win outright and cover this spread. Um, and that was where I was kind of initially leaning here, all right? You know, I'm, I'm obviously, if you've listened, if you've read my work, if you know me personally, you know I'm a Cowboy fan, uh, so I love to take a dump on the Giants whenever I can, uh, and they're not good this year. They are not good. Joe Judge is not looking great. Danny Dimes, under wait, when Danny Dimes has some time, he's all right, but when he's under pressure, when we know Carolina can bring the heat, uh, you know, things are going to get a little crazy, especially with no Saquon Barkley here. So, you know, I do like the Carolina Panthers at a, at a first glance here on this one. The three points does scare me a little bit. I will be honest with you. I think maybe Carolina more of a money line play here. Uh, I could see myself throwing them potentially in a money line parlay. Um, but the dog actually has won the last four against the spread head-to-head matchups between these two teams. So if you want to chase a trend there, the Giants is your play. Uh, Giants at plus 130 on the money line, and we've got an over-under of 42.5. So a low number for this Giants-Panthers game, but I do kind of shed towards the under. I'm just not a Sam Darnold believer. You've really seen him kind of come back down to earth and know Christian McCaffrey is going to make this Panthers offense a little bit more one-dimensional. Um, so a game that, like I said, when I woke up, I was feeling pretty confident that I liked Carolina, but peeling back the curtains a little bit as well, 
87%. This is the biggest public skew in one direction that I've seen on the slate so far. Over 85% of the bets and the handle on the Carolina Panthers to cover that minus three spread. As a road favorite in New York against the Giants, that scares the absolute hell out of me. I might pass the spread just based off that entirely because I don't like to ride with the public, let alone ride with the public with Sam Darnold and the Panthers in New York against the Giants team that, you know, is not good, but I mean, they did beat the Saints on the road a couple weeks ago, so uh, there's some thoughts on that Panthers-Giants game. I do like the Panthers, but looking at the numbers here a little bit, looking at the percentages in the public play, uh, I might be backing off the Panthers just a little bit, but a, a nice team to maybe look at in a money line parlay, or even just play them straight up if you want to lay a little juice at minus 154. So that is an interesting game on the 11 o'clock slate as well. Uh, moving along, we've got the Washington football team traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers, and this is going to be a good one as well. Um, we'll talk about this Packers. The, the Packers game and the Cardinals game is kind of one and the same because I'm actually going to fade both of these teams because the Packers and the Cardinals are going to play each other on Thursday night football here in just a few days. So I think, uh, you know, you're looking at this Packers team, right? They've been riding high, 5-1 and one against the spread. Uh, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you know, riding on his high horse saying that he owns the city of Chicago, which he absolutely does. Uh, but he's going up against a Washington team that is just, what, 1-5 against the spread. So complete kind of role reversal here. And we're getting to the point where, you know, some of these early season jitters that, early, you know, we're settling into the season here a little bit. And what we've seen at times, and this will be a theme in the primer that you'll see throughout this show, is these lines and these records can sometimes have a tendency to correct themselves, right? I'm not trying to say that Packers 5-1 record against the spread is misleading, but I do think Washington's 1-5 record against the spread can be a tad misleading. I think Washington's a better team than 1-5 ATS. And we've seen a lot of movement on this one uh, throughout the week. I'm seeing right now Green Bay minus 7.5. I've seen minus 8 at other places. Uh, do yourself a favor, shop your lines. And honestly, the ship is sailed on the best number for Washington. You could have got Washington right around plus nine and a half earlier in the week, but I actually still like the Washington football team all the way down to the touchdown, so you can get them at plus seven and a half right now. Uh, maybe I do an alternative spread, get them back up to nine and a half and throw them in a little parlay if you want to have some fun with that. Um, but Washington has won the last three against the spread versus Green Bay, and I just think, you know, Green Bay's got a handful of injuries, one bad move for Devontae Adams, they take him out of the game. Uh, just knowing what is coming up on the schedule for the Packers, knowing they've got the Cardinals, makes me think that they can overlook this game just a little bit. I think the Packers are going to win this game, but seven and a half points, you know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers cover these spreads, again, five and one ATS, uh, but it, the, the I don't think we've seen the Packers really drive somebody into the ground for the most part this week. I mean, or in this season, right? They covered the spread last week. You know, the highlights are all great about he owned Chicago, this and that. It was a close game in the first half. I mean, the Bears had the, the lead at one point. And I just, I think this Washington defense, eventually that defensive line is going to break through. That secondary's got to step up. It's really less about Washington for me, and it's more about Green Bay potentially overlooking Washington as they move forward to that game on Thursday night football against the Cardinals. So I'll take a look here at the Washington football team. Points or pass scenario for me. I'm not going to lay the seven and a half points. And hopefully this, you know, hopefully people start betting the Packers so we can maybe get that number going up a little bit again uh, for the Washington football team. Let's move along here. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans, the next game on the early slate. We've got uh, three more games to get to, then we'll hit a break here. Uh, the Chiefs laying four and a half points in Tennessee. And I will say now, I am dumping, dumping, dumping dumping everything about the Tennessee Titans. This is a sell-high spot for me all the way. Uh, I'm not a Titans guy. I did pick them to win the division, but that's also because that division is piss poor across the board. Indianapolis. Ay, ay, ay. We'll talk about them later in the show. Um, but... 
I like the I like the Chiefs here. I really do it. I know that Kansas City has not been the most profitable team ATS. You know, the public loves to hop on them, and it's been a little bit of a, you know, roller coaster ride for the Chiefs this year. But they scored 21 unanswered points in the second half of their game last week against the Washington football team and kind of looked like they were returning to form, right? And that first half, if it, if it isn't for that whack interception and Tyreek Hill not being able to hold on the ball, I mean, what, Kansas City should have won that game by 35 points. Like, I mean, seriously. And I just think that... I've always said I can see Kansas City being a little bit more of a, of a second-half team. We're getting closer and closer to that point, and I'm just not a believer in the Tennessee, Titan, t- Tennessee Titans right now. You've got A.J. Brown who's banged up, Julio Jones banged up. They didn't practice throughout the week. Uh, and here's the thing, because people are going to talk about, well, what about Derrick Henry? What about that Kansas City defense that's been so suspect all year? Derrick Henry can score three touchdowns and rush for 200 yards, and I still think Kansas City can win this game and potentially cover the spread. So uh, an interesting number is the total of 57 and a half. Big boy number. I wouldn't, I'd like to get it at 56 if I could have earlier in the week. Um, but I do like the over in this game. 57 and a half is a big number, so proceed with caution. Uh, but again, I can see the Kansas City defense just rolling over. I can see the Tennessee defense rolling over. And I can see this being a prototypical uh, type of shootout game. And the over actually 7 and 3 in the last 10 head-to-head matchups between the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, again, 57 and a half. I'm going to lean towards Kansas City here. You know, I feel like a lot of people are high on the Titans. But what are the odds? I mean, probably good. Not the best odds in the world. But they just you think the Titans are going to beat the Bills and the Chiefs back-to-back weeks? And maybe they cover the spread against the Chiefs and don't win. But these are two daunting back-to-back games in a row. And if the Titans, if the Titans beat the Chiefs, and the Bills in consecutive weeks, I mean, you got to start taking this team a little bit more seriously. But i got to see it before I believe it. And I'm going to go ahead and lead towards the Chiefs here at that minus 4.5. I just think it's a sell-high spot for a Titans team on a short week. Yes, they're still at home, but a short week after an emotionally dra- uh, draining game against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. I just think the Chiefs are going to be locked in. I'm sure Mahomes is also just sick and tired of hearing all this BS, right? He's got his brother dancing on numbers and throwing water at people. The wife is doing this and doing that. At some point, Mahomes has just got to go out there and just start playing and playing well. So maybe this is the week against the Tennessee Titans team who's riding high in their own right after a win over the Buffalo Bills. All right, uh, two more games to get to. I don't really have many thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins other than the fact that I do like the fact that the Falcons are coming off a bye after playing in London, and Miami played in London last week, lost, and doesn't get a bye. So I do kind of like that rest factor here. Uh, But what's going on in Miami? I mean, you've got the trade talks involving Tua and Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's a lot of turmoil going on in that locker room. I just think that Atlanta is the more cohesive team here. I don't want to lay two and a half points on the road with a Falcons team that I don't believe in. But I don't see you can have much. I don't see how you can have much, if any, confidence in the Dolphins right now. All things considered, uh, Brian Flores losing control of that locker room. Uh, you know, players hurt. Two was not looking great. Uh, really, not that many thoughts on this game. I guess I lean towards the Falcons at first glance, but just one that you know, there's some better games on the slate here. And the final one, which I also might be looking at in a teaser here, is the New York Jets traveling to New England to take on the Patriots. Uh, we saw the Patriots cover the five and a half point spread in Week Two. I believe that final score like 25 to six, right around there. Zach Wilson has thrown an interception in every single game he's played in this season. If that narrative continues, I think that New England's going to win this game for sure. New England four and one against the spread in their last five games hosting the New York Jets. Uh, Bill Belichick has his number on the New York Jets, of course, a team that he coached for a hot minute in time there. Uh, Right around a little bit over 65% of the handle and the bets coming in on New England against the spread for this one. Uh, To be expected, but I'm not going to let the public scare me off of this one. I do worry about the number seven, though, right? And I think it makes sense. New England was a a 5.5-point favorite on the road in New York, now the 7-point favorite at home. I like New England in the game, but I think I like teasing them down a little bit, down to minus one. And I can see myself throwing them in a teaser with either Green Bay at minus one and a half 
or Buffalo at minus a half point. Two teams that we talked about a little bit earlier in this segment as well. So interesting game for the Patriots. I think they're going to win. Uh, they're coming off a tough loss to the Dallas Cowboys last week. The Jets are no good. Uh, but I do balk at the seven a little bit. So I'm going to probably tease New England down to uh, that minus one and stick them in a teaser with a couple other teams. I think like plus 141 is what you're looking at if you did a teaser of New England minus one, Baltimore minus a half, and Green Bay minus one and a half. So proceed with caution, but those are some thoughts that I have uh, regarding that game and some of the other ones involving the big favorites in the early time slots. So that is, uh, that is the board for the early 11 a.m. games. Let's go ahead and hit a break when we come back. We've got some interesting games in the afternoon to talk about, including the Texans and the Cardinals. We've got the Bears and the Buccaneers, some big spreads. We'll dive into those double-digit spreads next on this Football Friday. I'm your host, Anilo Piro. You guys can follow me on social media at Media by AP. Going to continue running the board here, getting you guys ready to bet week seven of the NFL slate. We'll be back in a few minutes. In the meantime, check out our friends over at Superbook Sports. Sign up. We'll give you, you know, two, three minutes on the break. Get in, you know, use this information to your advantage, and away we go. So uh, let's hit a break. We'll come back and continue along with these afternoon games right here on a Football Friday presented by Superbook Sports. And welcome back to the Football Friday show presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. It is October 22nd, which means it is the sports equinox of the time of the year. You've got football, both college and professional. NBA just started up, MLB postseason going on, you got the NHL, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you got the fighting as well, which means you need a sports book to sign up with, so do yourself a favor, guys, get in with our friends over at Superbook Sports. If you have not signed up with them yet, they're going to match your first deposit up to 500 bucks. Take advantage of that. Not every deposit, the first deposit. So if you got 250 bucks laying around, you deposit that in your Superbook account, they're going to give you an extra $250 to bet with. You got 500 bucks laying around, they're going to give you an extra 500 to bet with. Do yourself a favor, sign up with our friends over at Superbook Sports, and away we go. If you're also looking for a place to bet the games in person, head on up to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk because they've got a brick-and-mortar sports book up there. Wall-to-wall TVs. They've got the lounge-style chairs, full bar, cocktail waitresses. When you get bored, you can go downstairs and roll some craps, uh, you know, play a little blackjack, a little roulette. Uh, it is an experience up there at the Lodge Casino every Sunday. So do yourself a favor. Check out our friends over at Superbook Sports on the mobile app as well as the Lodge Casino up there in Blackhawk. All right, also... Look at these things. Look at that. Kale McCarr, and we got Michael Porter Jr. I want to make sure everyone can see that. Do yourself a favor as well and pick up a brand new copy of the My Life Sports magazine. We've got a fat stack in the corner over here. Uh, you know, all the grocery stores. You can go to your local barber shop and find them down there. Uh, this is our hockey and football dual issue. So same issue, two different covers, one with MPJ, one with Kale McCarr. Uh, like I said, hockey and basketball season in full effect. So get one of those magazines super, super dope. Who knows? Take it to one of the games. Maybe try to get MPJ to sign the thing. Who has a signed MPJ magazine with it? What cover, what magazine has MPJ been on the cover of? I mean, I can't think of one off the top. I know one, Mile High Sports Magazine. So, I don't know. I'm into the collectibles, all that good stuff. But, uh, all right, it's a football show. Let's get back on track here. Only four games to talk about here in the afternoon, uh, three of which are double-digit spreads. So, uh, we got, like, one good game, one really competitive game that I think will be awesome, and then three games that I just really don't know what to do with. Uh, we'll start with one in my primer for that's going to go up on MileHighSports.com. I have two sentences about this game. I say, I don't really know what to think. I'm passing. And that is the Detroit Lions at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rammies, who is my pick to win the NFC, outside of my Cowboys, of course, the 16.5-point favorite against the spread. Detroit plus 16.5. This game is in L.A., homecoming for Jared Goff. The winless Lions looking to get on the board here with a dub. They're plus 750. 
I just don't know what to think. I just no. I I'm not touching this game. I sixteen and a half points. I mean, I think the Rams are going to win, but sixteen and a half points. Like, come on now. I mean, Detroit has been one of the best winless teams through the first half of the season that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's not like they're not playing hard. Dan Campbell has his guys playing hard every damn night. And I guess I'm like slightly tempted to go ahead and take the points here, plus sixteen and a half. Maybe Goff goes off, you know, trying to stick it to his old coach. But I mean, there's just there's nothing on this game. Like I, I just there's there's nothing for really for me to say about this one. I I don't I don't have a read on it. Why am I going to touch Rams minus sixteen and a half when we got a zillion other games to choose from? Albeit, you know, the other games aren't the best thing in the world. But th- this has got to be the worst game for me to try to pick a winner on, uh, at least against the spread. Uh, that I've seen. So that's kind of my thoughts on uh, Lions-Rams. I guess take the points or pass? I, I, I guess. I don't know. There, there's plenty of other fish in the sea when it comes to the betting slate here in Week 7. Uh, here's the good game, though. you got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Las Vegas Raiders. And, of course, the Raiders come to town last week, destroy the Broncos, embarrass them, then the Broncos get up, just destroyed again by the Browns. So, well, I think it's destroyed, but they lost 17-14. You know what I'm getting at. Four consecutive losses. You know, Choose your adjective. But, um... What I'm interested to see with the Raiders is, was that an emotional high from the John Gruden situation? Was that emotions amplified? Was that Derek Carr? Was that Waller? Was that the team rallying around a coach getting canned in the middle of the season and you know going out there and putting their best foot forward? I'm, I guess I'm, I'm worried about a little bit of a comeback down to earth factor uh, with the Raiders this year, and they're taking on an Eagles team, uh, you know, that has won a couple of games this year. You know, they haven't been as bad as I thought they might be, and really the recipe or the trend that I've noticed with the Eagles is they can hang around in games with teams that are decent on offense. It's when they like who are the lo- the, the Eagles have lost to the the Cowboys, the Chiefs. And one other team off the top of my head that I can't remember, uh, but just high-octane offenses. Right? That's kind of been the theme here is if a team can score 30-plus points, the Eagles are not going to be able to hang in this game. But who have the Eagles beat? You know, they've been able to hang around. They lost to the 49ers, but they hung around in that game. Uh, they win opening week against the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, you've seen them be in some of these games uh, throughout the year. So this is going to be an interesting matchup with Philly plus three. I think at first glance, it's easy to look at the Raiders as a three-point favorite and say, oh, yeah, they beat the Broncos last week, handed fashion. You know, the Eagles aren't all that good, whatever it might be. I just worry about the rookie head coach, the entire situation, the continuity on that team. Who knows? May- maybe this whole situation, you know, sparks some momentum and spark some continuity within the locker room. Uh, but I've actually I, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people who like the Philadelphia Eagles this week. I don't really understand why. Um, you know, I think that they can keep this game close, but I know we're only talking about a three-point spread here. It's not like Raiders are five and a half or six or seven. Uh, it's a three-point spread. So uh, we've also seen that Las Vegas can be an interesting place to try to play a football game early in the season. Uh, so it's a tough game to get a read on. I am a little inclined. I guess I'm just not a full believer of the Raiders yet. I do think that... Uh, you know, this is something that could really kind of play out in a, in, a, in a very interesting way because the Raiders head coaching situation, right? You don't know what's going to happen with where their mental state is at, where their fortitude is at. Whereas the Eagles, you know, they got the same head coach, you know, they're kind of chugging along and we've seen them, you know, hang around in some of these games against middle of the line opponents. And I mean, some of the teams that the Eagles have beat, you know, are on that same level as the Raiders. So uh, I definitely got my eye on this one, uh, the Eagles and the Raiders. I guess I'll lean towards Philly, uh, but again, one of those that I'm, I'm definitely a little split on. Probably wake up and see how I feel Sunday morning. Uh, but read the primer, mylifesports.com. You'll get some more context on these games in there. Uh, and here we go. Two more big boy spreads to get to, and then we'll go ahead and hit our last break. Uh, the Chicago Bears, plus 12.5 at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Houston Texans, 
plus 17 and a half at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking both dogs here. Or I'm leaning both dogs. Uh, I don't understand why the, the Bears have got to be the most disrespected team that's made the playoffs in two of the last three seasons. I know they're not good. I know they just got, you know, chewed up and spit out by Aaron Rodgers. But the public, I mean, like this is a line to me that maybe should be, you know, closer to Tampa minus 10. But the public is always going to fall in love with this team because of who they are and Champa Bay and Tom Brady and all the receivers. Uh, you know, they got the extra rest as well, having played on Thursday Night Football last week. But 12.5 points for a team that's made the playoffs in the two of the last three years. You know, and I mean, you, you look at when Justin Fields took over as a starter that week, uh, a couple weeks ago against Detroit. Uh, the only game they've lost in that span was last week against Green Bay. They lose by 10 points at home, but it is a division game, and, and Aaron Rodgers has historically owned that team. So I kind of, you know, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is I haven't seen the Bears lose by double digits like that in a, in, a, in a game that doesn't have those extra emotional factors since Justin Fields has taken over, right? I, I mean, I was all over the Packers last week. I was all over them. But I look back this week, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, the Bucks, the Packers, maybe in a similar echelon of team. And, you know, now you see you got Chicago traveling to uh, Tampa Bay here. But I'm just – I don't like this line at all for Tampa. I think it should be closer to Tampa minus 10, minus 10 and a half. And I think I'm going to go ahead and fire off the Bears here. I mean, Justin Fields, he's been a little up and down. But, you know, warm weather, he's been in there three weeks now as the starter. Maybe he gets, you know, starts to feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm just not comfortable laying 12 and a half points with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. So I'm definitely taking a nice hard look at the Chicago Bears. And the other one that I'm looking at, the Houston Texans, I actually bet them earlier in the week at 18 and a half. They're going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Still no Cliff Kingsbury for Arizona. But, uh, again, as I alluded to with that Green Bay game against Washington, you know, Arizona, who, who are the teams that have given them a little bit of trouble, right? You saw them not score many points against San Francisco. And I know they, you know, they ended up getting a pretty convincing win over the Jaguars, but Jacksonville kind of pressed them there for a minute. I wonder, you know, last week, no head coach going up against a good team in Cleveland. They play up to the level of their competition because they're ready to go. Do they overlook a Texans team that is no good? You know, still going to be Davis Mills, no Tyrod Taylor. And 18 or 17 and a half points is a lot. I can see this being a backdoor cover. And I can see Arizona looking ahead towards Green Bay, maybe taking their foot off the gas a little bit in this one. And, of course, no Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, that's going to make for an interesting game for the Arizona Cardinals. But I do like the two big dogs here in the last two afternoon games. Chicago plus 12 and a half. And I'm looking at Houston plus 17 and a half. I think I like Houston a little bit more than I like Chicago. But, again, I just I just I think that Tampa Bay line is a public, you know, really big public line, really big public team. And I think Arizona, you know, they're 6-0 for a reason, but I can see them overlooking a Houston Texans team that has been competitive at times this season. So uh, we'll have to see that shakes out. But uh, really good games coming on here in the afternoon as well. Three double-digit spreads and, of course, the Eagles and the Raiders as well. So good stuff. Let's hit our final break. When we come back, two more games to talk about. We've got the Sunday night football game and the Monday night football game. We'll hit our break and uh, talk about those. Give out some last bets, give out some last trends, and uh, get you guys on your way here on this Friday. I'm your host, Anilo Piro. It's a Football Friday presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back. Football Friday, MileHighSports.com. Also streaming on Twitter at MileHighSports. Two more games to talk about here uh, before we get you guys on your way. Sunday Night Football between the Indianapolis Colts and the San Francisco 49ers. And Monday Night Football, which I also don't really have many thoughts on between the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. Before we dive into it, though, Shout out to our friends over at Superbook Sports. If you guys are looking for a brand new sports book to sign up with, you want to stretch your dollar out a little bit, uh, check out our friends over at Superbook Sports because they're going to hook you up with a first-time deposit match, dollar for dollar, up to 500 bucks. So you put in 100 bucks, you're going to get an extra 100 to bet with. You put in 250, you're going to get an extra 250. You put in 500, you're going to get an extra 500, and so on and so forth. Uh, dollar for dollar match, up to 500 bucks. Uh, get in on that or go up to the Lodge Casino and bet the games in person at the brand new brick and mortar sports 
Sportsbook, the Superbook up at the Lodge. So, uh, good stuff. All right, two more games to get to, and uh, we'll start with the Colts in San Francisco. If you listened to me before, if you've read the primer, you know that I'm really down on San Francisco. I don't like betting on them, but I absolutely love them this week. This is one team that I've got my eye on. The Colts have burnt me uh, big time this year, betting them at times. Uh, here's one trend, though. This is the Sunday night football game, and I, I, I think I got this one. I believe it's the Action Network podcast that I listened to this one, um, and I got this trend from the West Coast team in this type of scenario since 2003, right? So you've got a West Coast home favorite in prime time. So you've got a team who's playing out east and the Colts coming to the West Coast. Uh, the West Coast team is 52-29-6 against the spread against a non-West Coast opponent in primetime games since the year 2003. Uh, so covering at a pretty efficient rate right now. And I just think, you know, we're seeing this line creep up a little bit closer. I think San Francisco uh, minus 4.5 right now is at minus 4 earlier, this, uh, earlier today. Um... I just think coming off the bye, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, and I just I'm not a believer in what the Colts have got going right now. Frank Reich looks like you know maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. Uh, you know Carson Wentz and that combination isn't really working well. Their defense they can't get any pressure on the quarterback. I mean Jimmy G's going to have all time in the world to throw back there. Uh, so I'm certainly leaning towards San Francisco for this one in that primetime game. Uh, kind of a stinker of a primetime game if we're being honest with you. Uh, but I just I can't see myself playing the Colts in this scenario. And then the Monday Night Football game you got the Saints and the Seahawks. Uh, I'm not betting on Geno Smith. I also really don't want to bet on Jameis Winston. So my overarching hope is I'm not trying to chase to make some money on this Monday Night Football game. Uh, check out the primer. I'll have some more thoughts on this one. The underdog 4-1 and one against the spread last five meetings between these two. And uh, the Seahawks are 1-7 and seven against the spread in their last eight following and against the spread win. Um, you know, I, I guess I lean home dog here. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like New Orleans is... I'm not a believer in New Orleans. You know, I, I've always liked to say that I think New Orleans is going to be like New England of last year where you're going to struggle to replace one goat, you know, with another guy in Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or whoever it might be. Um, so, you know, like I said, I hope this is a game that I'm not having to chase uh, later on here in the slate. But uh, just to recap everything, the public absolutely crushed it last week. So the books are hoping the public does not crush it this week. Eight and four overall, the favorites went, I believe, last week against the spread. And uh, you got three pretty significant double-digit favorites, ATS, this week. you got Tampa Bay as the 11.5-point favorite, Arizona as a 17.5-point favorite, and the Rammies as the 16.5-point favorite. And then uh, the public right now, public big time on the Ravens, minus six, Panthers minus three, football team... Uh, I guess depending on where you got that number, I think football team plus eight is what I pulled that number at, 73% of the tickets on that. And then the Patriots, 68% uh, coming in on New England to cover that minus seven spread against the New York football Jets. So uh, that's what I'll leave you with. I do think it's kind of the teaser type of week for me. Like I said, I got my eye on three teams that I want to tease down. Uh, New England down to minus one, Baltimore down to minus a half, and Green Bay down to minus one and a half. I'll take a look at playing all those teams uh, in a teaser but uh, an interesting week, week seven, no Broncos this week. Obviously, well, I guess we did have the Broncos this week. They just already played and they got stomped, and it kind of feels like their season's over. So uh, hopefully some news involving the future of that franchise comes to fruition here soon enough. But uh, action-packed stuff. Got some good games. That Chiefs-Texans uh, game, or that Chiefs-Titans game is going to be good. I'm interested to see how this uh, Chicago and Tampa Bay game plays out as well, as well as the Washington and uh, Green Bay. So some competitive matchups on the slate for your NFL Week 7. But uh, that's going to do it for me. We're going to archive this entire show on MyLifeSports.com as well as the MyLifeSports YouTube and uh, get ready to put the finishing touches on the written version of the primer. So at the end of the day, guys, 
getting ready. If you're up on Saturday, if you're up on Sunday morning, whatever you're doing, looking to get ready to bet the slate, uh, go to milehighsports.com. You can watch the archive version of this video. We'll also have this video available in podcast form. So if you want to go vacuum the house or walk the dog, you can do that and listen to this. Or if you're just posting up on the couch and you want to read, uh, you can check it out, milehighsports.com. We'll have game-by-game written analysis of the entire slate. So good stuff. Looking forward to another Fast and Furious week of sports betting in the NFL. Andrew, great job as always, and uh, away we go. This has been a Football Friday presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Again, guys, if you're looking for a place to get your new bets in with, if you're looking for a new book to sign up with, get in with our friends over at Superbook. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. You can also get up to their brick-and-mortar location at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. It's a damn good time. I'll be there soon. I'll be out in Vegas soon at the big, big Superbook in the Westgate. It's a great time, and uh, away we go. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. And check out all the work that we've got going on at MileHighSports.com. And don't forget, brand new magazine we got for you. Look at this. Kale McCarr, Michael Porter Jr., pick up a brand new copy of Mile High Sports magazine. Just came out this week. Uh, basketball in full effect, hockey in full effect, plenty of sports to bet on, but nothing better than the NFL, of course. So thank you to everyone out there listening. It's been a good football Friday presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Back at it again next week. And if you want more betting conversation on this Friday, you can listen to the Denver Sports Betting Radio Show. We're on from 3 to 4 in the afternoon. Stream it right here on My Life Sports. And I'm filling in for Eric Goodman on Afternoon Drive. So I'll be on uh, for a couple hours as well, filling in for Eric. I'll be talking Broncos and whatnot with Andrew Mason. So uh, good stuff. Enjoy the Friday. And uh, happy betting, folks. This has been a Football Friday presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. See you next week. Until then, enjoy the slate. Let's make some money. And don't forget to sign up with Superbook. Let's get it. We'll talk to you then, folks. Have a good one.